0: Howdy, howdy, everybody. Shalom.
1: Why do you have a dollar bill on the table? I It was in my pocket. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to Back Our Lessons, episode seven. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, episode seven.
0: Somehow, we oh, haven't been wow. taken down by the big podcast, big history podcast. They haven't come for us yet. Yeah. <laughs> seven episodes of this season.
1: We missed a week. Um, Paul had to help me clean my room.
0: It was a very... Dirty room. Yeah, very bad. Bad. Very, a bunch of crunchy socks. A lot. I didn't even question <laughs> the origin of the socks. I just, yeah. I just helped out and kept my head down.
1: But we're back. We had gloves, sanitizer, um, gas mask, and like the whole, like actually, our whole bodies were covered in plastic. Though, right? It was. I, I, I brought a lighter. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just threw it and, and ran. It was. You passed out for like two hours afterward. We were like done cleaning. I kept it all in, and then just. It Mm -hmm. it was
0: a mixture of the noxious gas and just exhaustion from working. Yeah, but I'll try to keep a
1: window open more often in my room.
0: I'm holding my breath this entire (laughs) episode, so if I get a little nasally through the hour mark. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway, history, fun stuff there. That's going to be a great intro. Uh, It's back (laughs) with a lot of excitement here. Mm -hmm. Episode 7. What Uh, happened last episode? Last episode we had uh, a run-in with some bears oh yeah the dictator's head on a stick oh a, yeah and uh a big old war uh for a, a series or a season that said that we're going to be talking about the american revolution we spent exactly i think zero minutes on the american continent there <laughs> perfect i know but this episode's going to be almost entirely in the americas and kind of going forward It's gonna be in that way.
1: Cool. So Uh, where like some people from last episode going on this one?
0: Well let's let's just hold up one second. Let's just say thank you. Oh ever, yeah! To all of our listeners, before we talk about some dead guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks again. Thank you, for everyone who's listened. Anyone who's listened or left us a review, it's something we always. Please leave us a review. We beg. Mm-hmm. We we uh you know barter anything that we need. We haven't bartered yet. That'd be payola. But we we're we're deeply appreciative to anyone who spends even the slightest amount of time reviewing yeah. us. If it's, we
1: get a hundred reviews and a few more listens from people, perfect. If we could get. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) any
0: I'm happy I'll be honest
1: you know it's just
0: appreciation to see someone even spend like I said the smallest amount of time to give us recognition Mm -hmm. I know it's hard I've reviewed like maybe three podcasts in my life and that's going to like 2006 pretty much so I know it's a hard (laughs) effort to swipe just slightly further down on the page but it's deeply appreciated and we always are so happy to see people enjoying Mm -hmm. the show Uh, any feedback any thing of that nature you know if you tell us tell me more about these bear fighters i guess i can (laughs) i can lean into that i don't know how much more i could i could find stats but one last thing before getting into the history we just as we always like to say it's all real it's research stuff it's uh nothing i could come up with i wish i could make this kind of stuff up uh if i could i would be famous i would be idolized it's everything I would dream about, Nolan, damn it. Why Why am I here? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and kind of an analogy I made last week that I'm going to be kind of drawn on because I think it's very adapted is we're kind of on a road trip here. We're all in the mm-hmm. car. and
1: Close your eyes and imagine.
0: Uh, oh, I saw where you're going. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were saying like you're in the car, close your eyes. I was like, I guess, but no. Not if you're driving. Not if you're driving. Please mm-hmm. don't close your eyes. There. That's our PSA for the day. Boom. Yep. All goodwill taken care boom, of. Boom. But we're on this road trip. I know where we're going. We're going to get there. I promise. If we're going on a little bit of a detour, I, it's, it's worth it. I promise. You're going to be like, whoa, this is some interesting, kind of weird, mm-hmm. just fascinating stuff that... Like I know I have a very low bar f- for what's fascinating, but I swear it's gonna be worth <laughs> it. I, I promise that. But as we all like or not we all, but as Nolan and I like to say every episode, mm-hmm. we, we can't, can't make this, this shit up, up. Perfect. So awesome, enthusiastic. So enthusiastic. <laughs> so where we left off last time is kind of as we had said before, there's a dictator's head on a stick, mm-hmm. there's a war in Europe. But the big thing for the players we're kind of dealing with in america are the dutch and the english they had just fought that war they had made a treaty but never really solved any of the problems they're like a, a you know a relationship where who's, both both who's people doing are well talking. in
1: this war who's i mean
0: at, at least in the war between like there was the first english and the dutch war mm-hmm. and then they had the treaty and then the english immediately Gotten another war with the Spanish, and then the Dutch were doing really well from uh, that war, and then the English got really envious, and that's kind of where we're picking up here. Oh, so what I was uh, gonna kind of make they as the do, analogy: steal all their
1: wooden shoes now.
0: I know all their clogs mm-hmm. are, are st- here. That's the English de- <laughs> declaration, but they're kind of like a toxic relationship where both parties uh, are just awful to each other. Yeah, this is their relationship. They're like
1: one high school couple that just. You should have broken, like, up, broken up a lot sooner. You're like, God damn it, just calm mm-hmm. down here yeah uh, england is back under the, the same fight all the time
0: and it's in the middle of math class jesus christ <laughs> i'm a hormonal teenager <laughs> i just want to get through this goddamn lesson and get my c plus and get out of here yep. god damn it all right throwback um but where we left off very similar to angsty teenagers mm-hmm. in uh math class uh england <laughs> is now under monarchy rule uh oh, charles the second and they're kind of building up a tension towards the or the Dutch here. That
1: was one in de- intense day at math class. I
0: know. They're very regal, but very tense at the same time. <laughs> There's one guy in the corner with his wooden clogs, and then a guy with a big wig, and he's shooting him death eyes. <laughs> it's really weird. It's weird high school. But uh, everything is how it should be in the world. Charles is on the English throne here. Uh, they're deeply envious, but still feeling like they're better than mainland Europe. A okay. Very common trend still to this day in england it appears here uh and everyone knows that the english are inching closer and closer to all-out war again oh so
1: with just with the dutch or with everybody? the dutch yeah
0: because it's a roundabout like all right we just had a war with the dutch spin the wheel we're at war mm-hmm. france and then they finish that then they spin Dang. the wheel again english politics you can't not are be they
1: actually benefiting from this or are they no, just like?
0: they just think they are well they're like oh shit that war decimated our economy what do we need to do get in another war
1: <laughs> and take
0: what they have there we go that totally this war is definitely going to work
1: so whoever's in charge making these decisions is just like screwing out the people of every England? time okay
0: well i mean they're not getting sent to war so what's the law yeah. <laughs> i still sleep well at night here um one of the fir- what
1: years of this? Nineteen seventy? Yep,
0: nineteen seventy two. It's fascinating. No <laughs> word. It's the uh nineteen 19- or I almost said nineteen sixteen sixties here. <laughs> Early sixteen sixties. Uh f- one of the first major moves that King Charles here is gonna make. Yeah. Uh is elevating his brother James to a bunch of high positions within his court. He's, okay. He's uh you know pretty much nepotism like oh he's my he he's literally my brother so i need to elevate him up here yeah uh before the restoration so before uh, you know charles became king yeah james was the presumed heir he was the one that everyone thought was going to become king but then it turned unlikely that he would inherit the throne as his brother charles was younger than james and was seen more capable of having children so that's a that's a big blow when it's like he's younger and he fucks better? You know? <laughs> he, he just lays down that pipe so much better than you, James.
1: What does he do? Does he like he get gives a fetal position and well, cry? he gives it to him good? That's how it is. Okay, just or like, does he screw over his younger brother?
0: I don't know. I think it's just they're he's younger and they're like I guess he's more fertile or something okay. at this point. But <laughs> I like to presume that they're judging them on their sexual skills right there. Mm. Uh, 1660, James is made Lord High Admiral, uh, giving him pretty much titles all over all over europe or not europe i'm sorry england yeah a bunch of them uh in a major port and the surrounding cities he's uh head honcho there he's uh head of like i said he's the lord high admiral so all ships go to him pretty much he can okay very flotilla oriented i guess march 1664 charles is granted territory or i'm sorry not he's not granted territory he grants territory in the american colonies uh, between Delaware River and the Connecticut River to his brother James.
1: Okay. So he
0: grants a big swat of land to his brother James, and a preparations for a colonial expedition are quickly assembled pretty much by the end of May
1: 1664. So wait, he is just shifting off his brother then?
0: Not really. He's giving his brother a big plot of land in the New World okay. to kind of... They see it as, you know... a burgeoning kind of enterprise. So he's like, you know, we're a very small island and he wants a lot of land. Where where do we have a lot of land? <laughs> oh, not on this island. Let's go with that part over there here. So that's the end of May. A Colonel Richard Nichols sets sail from Portsmouth, England. Okay. With about four ships, or not about, but with four ships and about 300 Englishmen, uh, with their target being the land recently granted to the Duke James here okay and they set out from like I said Portsmouth England and that's the same port that James had titled to so it's like he's getting sent from his brother's city uh really giving authority to the brother here he's he's elevating his brother okay I wish I had a sibling that did half of what Charles was doing for James yeah right <laughs> I think James might be the ill child where he's like I oh, can you help him out? You know, he needs a job. Mm-hmm. He's been lounging <laughs> around the house for like two years now. Can you do something? Is he the
1: kind of person that everybody knows that he's just doesn't want to better himself at all. It's <laughs> just wants like to get a six pack like every day. He, he drinks just wants it. to
0: hang out. He's the younger brother. It seems pissing uh, bottles
1: in the basement or he whatever. And never cleans it up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really <laughs> yeah.
0: demoralizing to a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, Nichols or yeah, I think it's Nichols here and his fleet land on the Southwest most point of Long Island. So, okay. Kind of long on, long island here uh called gravesend bay in late august 1664 uh and their first course of action was kind of finding nearby english settlers that were in the area already like hey okay hey fam we're here you know we speak your language um (laughs) we're not we're not going to kill you however there is a single kind of big thing blocking uh, the English fleet, from accomplishing their goal of claiming this land for James. Um, uh, you know, this big swat of land.
1: A wall separating the border.
0: Exactly, because oh. the entire plot of land that Charles granted to was pretty much the exact boundaries of the New Netherlands colony. Oh,
1: oh, okay, I so, see. So, <laughs> so you're spot on,
0: because they have built a wall
1: along Wall Street. Oh, they actually did? They have a wall along Wall Street. I thought it meant like, kind of like a you know, they were in the way, but like there's literally a wall in the way. Figuratively and literally there, <laughs> they are a wall the Dutch
0: here because they have built like, that's like, I think we said a few episodes ago about wall street, how that came about here. Mm-hmm. Cause they had built a border, like a border pretty much. But yeah, they're right outside of New York. They're on long Island. They're pretty much very close to all the kind of locations we talked about, oh, okay. about two episodes ago. Uh, as this was an English to English decree, you know, King, granting it to a duke, brought brother yeah. here. Uh, the Dutch were not asked nor informed of the decision until <laughs> this English war fleet arrives outside the capital of New Amsterdam. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a fleet of four ships and 300 soldiers, as those weren't settlers, those were 300 soldiers that were just sent <laughs> across the ocean, just appear out of nowhere outside of New Amsterdam. Never a good sight. So George sent James no uh charles charles that's it yeah charles and Charles. who's george why did i say george i don't know maybe you're thinking of uh, some other guy named okay but
1: it's charles then charles yes. okay so charles Charles sent sent james James. and was james or was charles aware of this oh yeah oh Oh.
0: no well no he didn't send james okay let me see no no george i just checked my notes no george but (laughs) just there's levels of responsibility that no one is taking so charles is king he's at the top of the pyramid he (laughs) gave like he made a grant for all of this land to his brother james who's Uh kind of one level down he's a duke yep and then because this is across the ocean there's no way a duke is going to be crossing the ocean because god knows what will fucking happen yeah how many stories of shipwrecks death and fucking disappearance have we already talked about (laughs) uh they send someone else to claim this land on behalf of james so james is back in england Okay. He's still on mainland England. This Nichols guy is coming to uh, Inc- or America, pretty much. He's coming to New Amsterdam right now. So
1: he's doing this for James yes. and Charles? Yeah, okay. he's doing it
0: on behalf of Mr. Them. Nichols. Mr. Nichols here, yes. Yeah. So he's outside of New Amsterdam, just back. landed. So these soldiers are outside of New Amsterdam here. Except
1: there's 300 of them? Yeah. This is. Oh, if only there were Spartans.
0: I was about to say, this could be. <laughs> if they ever want a sequel. It doesn't need to be canonically, you know, Spartans. They could just run with the
1: idea of 300, and it could be this. This is an interesting story. The max 300. Yeah, like, why is it... Much later. Why is
0: it the (laughs) 1600s? Is Gerard Butler playing a Spartan in the 1600s? I don't understand. (laughs) I just don't get it. Don't steal our idea, Hollywood. (laughs) Motherfuckers. Um, Gerard Butler, not to go too far off the road, this is a quick pit stop, but Gerard Butler is my favorite Scottish-Greek-Egyptian in history. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, he's played the Greek guy in, in 300. Oh, He yeah. actually is Scottish, and in Gods of Egypt, he plays an Egyptian god, so what's the fucking point?
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: He, he plays a major god. I don't think
1: I ever watched that movie. What was the last one you said? Gods of Egypt? Wasn't that, like, really bad? <sighs> okay, everyone... Like, it bombed, from what I remember. People hated
0: it, but apart from, like, the having a bunch of people who actually like there were a few main characters who actually were egyptian that were in the movie okay uh remy malik the guy who is uh mr robot and uh freddie mercury and shit Ah, yeah he's actually egyptian and he's in the movie okay he's like a main character nice gerard butler plays an egyptian god which i guess you could kind of shimmy into like oh he's not necessarily egyptian were
1: they white egyptian gods I mean, let me so say kinda, this, yeah. <laughs> there,
0: in all of the time I've spent like researching Egypt, I've never seen mention of an Egyptian god with a Scottish accent, so <laughs> I can't say for sure that there hasn't ever been recorded one, but at least I haven't seen mention of one, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? All right, getting away from Gerard As much as I want to make this entire episode about Gerard Butler's mm-hmm. movies just can't i'm sorry uh so they're outside of new netherland's colony the 300 uh knowing the strength over the dutch you know they have 300 soldiers outside there uh and kind of their policy we had mentioned of not really wanting to fight back especially against uh the english mm-hmm. charles and james hoped that the surprise move of this troops would force the colony into kind of like a corner, kind of force their hand pretty much here okay nichols and his troops moved west in a modern day brooklyn they're like i hear there's a lot of great pizza and culture going on here let's check it out guys Let's, let's meet up later okay uh looking for support from nearby english settlers on long island they were moving through trying to round up support for them okay they gave out pamphlets ahead of the troops saying the english were offering fair treatment to all those who surrender to the english oh wow um yeah which is
1: so they're just saying this is ours if you're if you if, don't if get you out you the agree way. with
0: us we won't make problems here which might be the first time how in much
1: time are they giving them to like get out of the way I, or I, surrender i wouldn't say like a super long time
0: but they have to figure out like you know word travels at like a foot a minute so this is going to take a long while to get <laughs> just across the entire whatever colony we are claiming here yeah uh, nichols approaches the governor of the new netherlands colony peter stuvesant who we've talked about in and two episodes ago i believe okay he's the governor of like i said of the colony in kind of a peacemaker not too much of a rabble browser okay Uh, and they have a letter offering rights and respectful conditions for all those in the colony who would surrender peacefully to the english pretty decent terms for a you know overwhelming swarm of soldiers appearing at your front step is how about we don't massacre you as everything that happens in this world (laughs) seems to (laughs) end in massacre pretty much at stuvesant or at first, not at Stuyvesant, but at first, Stuyvesant favored resistance against the English. He didn't really want to give in to them, Mm -hmm. and tried to convince the politicians and merchants of New Amsterdam to keep word of Nichols' surrender terms secret as he found a way out of this. He wanted to buy a little bit of time, figure out if there's anything they can do to fight this off. You know, doesn't look like there's anyone behind this 300 group. You know, they should have just watched 300 and realized just how strong a group of 300 warriors (laughs) are. You can be Xerxes and still fall to a great band of warriors. I don't know. Um, Word got out, though, about the treaty here, and Stuvazant was confronted in the streets. Yeah. Always great when you're getting confronted in the streets by 90 citizens, including his own son, uh, and was forced to concede. Have you ever been confronted in the streets by 90 people? ah uh, once no.
1: <laughs>
0: it was a weird summer no <laughs> at the stupid oh yeah far-
1: that one time at band camp <laughs> <laughs> at that one time at band camp i was confronted
0: about my colonial policy <laughs> that was the original lines for american pie they cut it i don't know why at the stupid <laughs> farm dutch merchants met with Nichols' officers to discuss the articles of capulation of the colony so capulation conceding, kind of falling into
1: them here. It's like, okay, where are we going to get out of this new colony? What are, how are we going to, you know, survive? Mm-hmm. uh What? uh If we e- are going to surrender to you, are, are we going to get that donut shop we always wanted? You know, whose clogs are these now? Are they still
0: mine, or am I turning those over yeah. to you? Is there official policy on that? There's a lot I to work. I swear at. to God, if you make me go barefoot, <laughs> don't make me. These clogs are all I have left at this point <laughs> in this war. <laughs> September 6th, close to your Mm -hmm. birthday. Yeah,
1: it's my nephew's birthday. (laughs) See? Close to your birthday.
0: (laughs) September 6th, 1664. Oh, your nephew's exact birthday. (laughs) Woo!
1: Four hundred, almost
0: 400 years old, Mm -hmm. 300-something years old. On board the ship owned by Stuvesant's lawyer and the chief negotiator, the agreement was signed between the New Netherlands colony and the English, where the colony was surrendered to them, under terms that Stuvesant the merchants and leaders agreed upon with Nichols. So it was kind of the elites inside the colony. They were the ones who kind of gave over the terms of surrender here. Okay. The articles, so this is the full term of what they signed. Uh, the articles whereupon the city and Fort Amsterdam and the providence of the New of New Netherlands were surrendered. That was the title of terms. And okay, so they were successful. Yeah, they Mr. Were, Nichols and his gang. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were successful enforcing this. So ne- at this point, the new Netherlands are getting turned over to the English. Okay. And for the time, 1660s, the terms were described as generous, pretty not too tough, not too uh, constricting from both sides. Yeah, for everyone, okay. pretty much. Um, they Dutch settlers were allowed to stay on their land and religious freedom was upheld. They didn't they weren't forced to convert.
1: Nice. In, okay
0: In the written terms of the agreement, before the lines about respecting land and property is kind of interesting language is mm-hmm. uh, it's up there is language that quote, All public houses shall continue for the uses which now they are for. Meaning all local pubs are willing to stay open and operate. All the bars were willing or were able to stay open. really yes that is the uh where is it these are the priorities okay 1660s they're writing out the terms okay you gotta it's a negotiation you gotta figure out what do i want what do i want to put on the table
1: what do i want to take off what do i (laughs) don't give a shit about the second line you know so yeah, the the bars were able to like stay open yeah the bars are still and i mean during the pandemic like the liquor stores were considered essential to stay open yeah (laughs) they, they saw record years so
0: the second Ten, like term in the surrender here, yeah, was land ownership and property will be the same. So Dutch ownership laws, that kind of stuff. You okay. don't need to turn over property. The eighth term in their lineup is respect of freedom of worship without persecution. Okay. The first line in it is that the pubs will be continued to be open and allowed. That's, <laughs> ha- that's how
1: much pubs
0: are wrote uh, in American history are essential pretty or much
1: American history just in history in general oh very much yeah. so
0: and I've teased it but coming up in the next episode or two we'll be getting more into just how prevalent and how influential they are to starting and culture in the Americas at this time here okay James wanted the negotiations to be generous terms purposely as he saw the profits of an intact colony more appealing as the spoils of looted and destroyed colony kind of ripping everything out he's like if, it's a crazy idea i know guys but if we let this trade center continue to trade i think we'll make a lot of money from it <laughs> it's weird <laughs> i don't i don't call me a genius or something like that but it's it's a weird condition okay it's a weird thing i know the signing happened on a saturday nice yeah, they're like "Ooh, saturday party time signing it was invited tra- uh like i said it was the uh, people on board the ship it was english uh officers and dutch merchants and the chief negotiator there okay happened on a saturday so to respect their christian faith they're like you know we're all men of faith here uh the transfer did not take place until monday september 8th <laughs> i guess there's something about in the bible about respecting god and like all right we on can't,
1: sunday of rest or whatever we can't
0: transfer colonies in new worlds to each other on the day of rest i mean god will definitely strike us down here right now <laughs> so yeah september 8th it happened the dutch forces that did not choose to stay uh kind of, people were uh kind of they're like you can either return home or you can stay here mm-hmm. the dutch forces that cho- did not choose to stay were marched down beaver street and embarked ships bound for holland ceremonially transferring the colony of new netherlands to the english so they were marched down the beaver Mm -hmm. to their ships which i really hope itunes allows us to name this episode march down the beaver i don't think so (laughs) Uh, a weird fun fact about beaver street is it's now currently a street in the financial district of lower manhattan nothing says high quality financial instruments than beaver street there and in 1682 so Less than 20 years after this happens here, uh, a synagogue is opened in a house on Beaver Street between Broadway and Broad Street, the first in the city and one of the first synagogues in the 13 colonies here. Uh, And then just a weird coincidence, I guess, for the synagogue being so close, the west end of Beaver Street contains the standard oil building at 26 Broadway, so mass capitalism right next to the synagogue (laughs) right there i love it i love it and i don't the synagogue i don't believe is still around because it's old as shit um
1: (laughs) i mean that's the truth i mean what would it be made out of i I mean wood (laughs) probably wood or stone
0: uh with the dutch gone all gone here Mm -hmm. richard nichols so dick nichols here Mm -hmm. assumes the position of deputy governor of the colony (laughs) dick nichols deputy governor dick nichols here (laughs) again another great porn star name we keep Mm -hmm. finding him here (laughs) nichols dick nichols
1: kind of sounds like nipples dick nipples (laughs) dick nipples dick nichols like (laughs) Ah.
0: rock hard, hard, hard as nickel i don't know in james's honor the duke back in europe dick nichols rubs his nipples yeah dick nichols rubs his (laughs) nipples for james's honor uh the former (laughs) that's a that's a nursery rhyme they really don't tell kids anymore i don't understand (laughs) we need to teach american history uh the dutch colony of new (laughs) netherlands and its capital city of new amsterdam are renamed in james's honor the providence and then the city of new york Okay. Now New York is officially New York City here. Oh, really? Yes, it is now fi- officially New York in 1664. It's transferred over to the British, or English at this point. Okay. It's now renamed New York, the province... Wait, what
1: was its original name? New Netherlands. New Nether- Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it, it's now what we start to see today as the colonies here.
1: We should, like, travel to New York and just act like we haven't gotten the word yet that it's new york now where are all the where are these
0: carts coming from i thought the farms were right down the road from here where are the tobacco farms? where's the synagogue where's the synagogue i'm trying to find the bronx farm here god damn it this danish motherfucker um now september 10th Two days later, same, yeah. same week, Monday was the 8th, this is Wednesday, Stu Vasant's chief negotiator sails north to Fort Orange, which is by modern-day Albany in northern New York here, uh, to warn the sitting Dutch troops there. There's okay. people at the Fort Uh Oh, I guess the, I, I didn't point this out, but this is our first renditioning of The British Are Coming. So, woo. Woo, the British are coming, the British are coming. Mm-hmm. About 110 years before the most famous rendition yeah. of The British Are Coming, The British Are Coming. <laughs> uh, but The British Are Coming, and not to surrender to the British up at Fort Orange here. Uh, Br- Wait, were
1: there like, outfits still red at this point, too? I don't
0: know exactly. They probably weren't as noted as the... Red coats at the sign. They're probably just more known as English troops. Okay. At least from my research, I didn't see red. (laughs) I didn't see red mentioned so much that it was like (laughs) they're all dressed in red, like bloods and stuff like that. British troops under George Cartwright were sent up north to the fort with the orders to demand a peaceful surrender here. They arrived September 24th, 1664, when hearing that the British controlled the mouth of the river... Yeah, of uh, the uh, Connecticut River, I think, or no, I, I think it's shit. Was well, it like
1: a main access point? Yeah, or something? it's a main river. Okay,
0: um, yeah, I think it might be the Connecticut River there, but it's a, the mouth of the river, and thus also controlled the future of the entire colony, pretty much, mm. as they're a trading colony on a river. If they control the mouth, control the mouth, you control. I don't know, the intestines at this point. I don't know what you would say. So call- who has the control of this mouth? Dick Nipples? Yeah, Dick Nipples. Well, or uh, Nichols. Uh, uh, <laughs> commander under Dick Nichols here. Dick, okay. Nichols. N- Dick Nichols is at the mouth. He's right. trying to find
1: entrance in the mouth. Yeah,
0: Dick, well, Dick Nichols is at the mouth right oh, now. Oh, he wants Ni- control of it. He controls the mouth. Oh, wow. Dick Nichols controls the mouth is my favorite <laughs> porn
1: movie.
0: Don't you know that? Um, so the vice director of the remaining New Netherlands colony at Fort Orange here, surrenders the fort to the English. He's like, fuck, all right, we give up here. We're done. We're no longer New Netherlands here. The next day, Captain John Manning was given charge of the fort, at which he renamed the fort Fort Albany, where the city gets its name here, after a title of James in Scotland. So everything is named after something James-related at this point here. Okay. James is a popular name, I guess. Nice. (laughs) It is. I mean, my dad's name. James. Anyway, um, (laughs) at the same time, this British voyage went north. Cartwright taking over uh, Albany, pretty much. British troops were sent south to fully enforce their claim of the new land. So, wipe up up there. So they're
1: still conquering it in a way. Yeah, they're just. It's a little bit of conquering, a
0: little bit of just spreading the word, like hey. We're in charge now. You yeah, know, you know if you come back here, you better like comply or get the heck out. If you're working at like a franchise or something, and someone takes over all the franchisees, you know your new assistant, ma- you know regional manager or whatever, it's going to come by and like, hey, new ownership here. You know, <laughs> welcome. We're going to cut on some policies <laughs> here. We're going to figure things out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your they're gonna hat going has to be on at all times now. T- tuck in those pants. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> fucking favorite time at Jimmy John's was I had like a pair of work pants uh-huh that i would wear they fit all the regulations and shit but they were working me at, so much that the pants had a hole in you know like on the back of jeans you, yeah you have the pocket mm-hmm. the hole was through the flap of the pocket but not to like my underwear i had to change my pants Cause my manager was like, "Oh, but you can't have a hole in your pants." I was like, "Are you just staring at my ass? Is <laughs> that the only way you can see it? Cause it's me taking my fucking wallet out." Wait, was this Jimmy John's? This was Jimmy John's fucking worst
1: place. <laughs> I remember they like the manager had like for when I was working there. Um, one of the managers like he would leave and then he would look at the ca- cameras oh, and he called in and the person answered. He's like, "Okay," hands up the phone. Nolan, you have to turn your hat around. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> oh my god! Uh, everybody hated those owners. The owner just like basically messed up the mind of one of the managers there and they both became like very toxic people. Well, the yeah. owner was already toxic. He was going yeah. through a divorce and decided to let let it get the best a, of him. A toxic divorcee manager at Jimmy John's is just perfect. It's yeah. So, so well, I think curious. him and his wife like got the restaurant together and I've never saw her. So that kind of oh, like God. There... gives you an insight.
0: There's so much fucking stupid drama, I assume every yeah. Jimmy John's store <laughs> in the fucking world here. Don't
1: go to Jimmy John's.
0: Exactly. That's the, that's our other PSA of the day. Don't go to Jimmy John's here. So they're going south here uh, uh, to take over the land here that was last episode, or two episodes ago, Swedish, then taken over by the Dutch. Now it's getting yeah. taken over by the English. So <laughs> third ownership here, third owner's in town. The English took Fort Christina, or I'll uh, Athena, pretty much like it depends on who you're asking okay one of these renamed forts peacefully from the locals they're like i'm not giving up or i'm giving up here when the troops arrived at new amsel the director of the settlement led a retreat with some of his dutch citizens to a nearby fort of fort casimir to protect themselves from the british here so they see the british are coming and Mm -hmm. they retreat here sir robert carr The British leader, sent to deal with this, signaled to his troops, and they fired cannons into the fort and led a charge to seize the building there. People had just retreated in there. Mm -hmm. The soldiers then pillaged the surrounding settlements, even though residents made no resistance. They still caused some chaos here. Uh, Robert Carr, Bob Carr here, seized property, crop harvest, some 200 sheep, motherfucker, horses... And cows, and then also destroyed a brewery and a sawmill. That's just me. Why'd you have to destroy the brewery, man?
1: Wait, did he destroy all those things? Yeah, he
0: destroyed. He took a bunch of like cattle okay he bunch took of animals them. okay at least no he G-G didn't salad. destroy like 200 breweries that'd be fucking crazy. yeah that'd be a legit war crime like yeah even, even the 1600s they're like whoa that's a <laughs> lot man that's like the entire <laughs> continent but yeah he destroyed pretty much the entire like surrounding area because they ran into a fort mm. uh car then proceeded further south and pl- this is just mean and plundered a mennonite settlement in present-day delaware what the, what did the mennonites do to yeah. you man? they've never done anything to anyone like maybe other mennonites
1: what are they doing or what? Just hanging their, out. What's their cause, or what's their purpose? They're just there. They're just okay.
0: Mennonite things. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> you'll, you'll just see them in the airport, just hanging out. That's the only place I'll see them at the airport, just hanging out.
1: But wait, wait no, like, seriously, what do they do? I'm aware of their names. I'm not sure what they're into these days. I assume they're just like super Christiany,
0: but like uh, collective, like co- like uh, like a commune kind of thing. Like an okay, I only like mentally think of them as the Amish that use phones and and planes (laughs) because they look like they dress like them but they're like i mean i need to get my business done on my phone yeah and i know amish communities have taken to technology but it's just how i always think of them because i see them at the airport
1: okay they're probably the ones that are best at like not letting social media get to them or using it at all
0: (laughs) they're they're the one they (laughs) they don't need rump Springer or whatever their whole life is it or something Uh, (laughs) but yeah so he goes and plunders a mennonite settlement which is like I said, dick move. Uh, Carr's behavior angered Governor Dick Nichols here, okay. whose policy was to avoid conflict between the settlers and the new government. He, yeah, he really wanted, you know, good terms. And so, shit. was he
1: actually trying to make sure like everybody was going to like kind of benefit from this, or not get screwed? everybody was not yeah. going to get screwed over.
0: He, his orders, at least from james which were good orders were. i mean they,
1: he didn't um nichols didn't kill anybody though right yeah
0: no it was a peaceful taking of the entire comedy. okay they, that's why i said it would be a great 300 movie because it's just crazy yeah <laughs> they walk in and they take <laughs> it like it's just a a, a wild okay you know, so rush.
1: compared to what we've been listening to this is actually like so pretty far, humane.
0: we're almost 40 min, minutes into the episode and we haven't had a massacre yet
1: yeah compared so, to it, like the last few yeah, episodes where it's just woo, <laughs>
0: Woo, woo. Yeah. Slaughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but So kind yeah, his policy... Slaughter without laughter. Exactly. That's why, we, that's that's our new slogan there. Uh, <laughs>
1: Back row lessons.
0: Slaughter without laughter is just S. Uh, he was outraged that Carr looked to profit from his attacks while his soldiers were pretty much in need and starving here. Major dick move. He took mm-hmm. took 200 pigs and cows, man. Give them a fucking steak. <laughs> Unable to compel Carr to give up any of his spoils- Uh, Nichols returned to New York without him, leaving him in southern Delaware, which I believe is a a punishment worthy of someone who commits war crime being left in (laughs) southern Delaware. (laughs) That's mean, I know. Uh, A third politically appointed leader under Nichols was sent out to announce the new controllers of the colony. This is... A quick little tangent detour. I promise will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to announce the new controlling of the colony, he kind of went north and east a little bit here, uh, by the name of Samuel Maverick, uh, which I thought was a fucking sweet name here. And this is how even sweeter his name is. Maverick was mm-hmm. one of the earliest settlers of the Massachusetts colonies, and eventually, this isn't good here. I'll be honest. Uh, eventually, became one of the largest landowners in the colony. Cool other part not so cool along with one of the first slave owners in massachusetts uh, okay in april 1664 he visited england and was granted an audience with king charles back in england uh, he stated that he had been persecuted because he was an angelic or Anglican and a royalist in the new netherlands he was also he was also there to reduce dutch influence in the colony so a little bit of woe was me and I would like to profit here. Mm. So that was in April. He was talking to the king. End of May, he returns with the ships to take over the colony. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Hey, maybe we could use you here. Uh, This is where it gets a little cool, a little badass. Owning slaves is terrible, outright. Yep. But not knowing your exact date of death is pretty badass because they don't know the exact date of maverick's death what kind of what kind of situation was it we don't know but the only thing we know is the last sign of him is a letter signed in october fifteenth or october fifteenth, sixteen 1669 they think that he might have died the last like a year later or so he would sign his so letter. was he by himself for a while then? no he had like a whole colony but but nobody
1: could be like oh today's the day he died or? those things
0: just happen you know? yeah those things i mean that like, nowadays, if you don't know when your birthday is, it's fucking weird. But, yeah. like, <laughs> at that time, it's understandable. Oh,
1: I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But, so he would sign his letters at the bottom of his letters mm-hmm. as just Maverick, which is fucking sweet.
1: Did people use the data? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: like, they would you, you okay. Like Well, like, you know like how Like, Sir sign?
1: Nolan. Um, yeah, he would just sign it Maverick. Nothing okay. else. Just Maverick. So people would... Put their name, their date, their social security number. Yeah, all of it. Credit card, okay, yeah, mother's maiden name. And routing numbers. Yeah. Okay, so he yeah. Would sign like it how do you do it?
0: <laughs> he would sign it just Maverick, which is a pretty sweet moniker. And then he is the ancestor of the rancher, Samuel Maverick, for whom the term Maverick as an independently minded and unbranded animal
1: comes from. Okay, is this the first time in this season we're talking about a Maverick? I assume so. Like a person named Maverick, yes. Damn, I could have sworn I had a conversation with you, or maybe someone else about Maverick. Where the hell was that? I don't know.
0: I don't know, but well, any,
1: anyway, <laughs> this is
0: this is the ancestor. This is the founder, like the person who comes that the term Maverick stems uh, from. His long ancestor is the term Maverick and coming from. So, okay. two thousand eight when. John McCain is yelling out, I'm a Maverick. It gets traced back to this one guy bitching at the king. They're t- trying to steal my fucking land. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm pretty a- sure it's a riot at like Cedar Point.
0: Uh, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Valley Fair. No, not at Valley Fair. Okay. We don't have one. At Ma- I think it's Cedar Point there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the one that- Yeah? Yeah, there? Yeah, there. Okay. Uh, but you it, betcha. You betcha. And then also, well, we in Minnesota, we have uh, the college team, the Mavericks.
1: Oh, that might be it. Okay. All
0: right. Uh, I don't know where else to put this because this is oh, another weird thing. This uh-huh. is weird, but it's relevant. I promise it's relevant. Uh, September 1666. So everyone's probably already <laughs> freaking out right there. They're, this whole year, everyone's crazy. Oh, God. Throw a salt over your left shoulder. Oh, God. And this is how w- w- worse it's going to get. Duke James of York, that's his kind of full title here, mm-hmm. is put in charge of fighting the fires of the Great London Fire. When the Lord Mayor Thomas Bloodworth, that's a sweet name. Nice. Lord Mayor Bloodworth sounds like it's a fucking Lord of the Rings character. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Mayor. Bl- I will take the
1: ring. <laughs> I am the mayor and the Lord. He is uh, yeah.
0: accused and kind of held back as he did not act enough, like quick enough. For the Great Fire, due, mm-hmm. to, uh, due to indecisiveness, so Duke, Duke James is stepping up to the plate to take over control of the Great Fire here. While not a political office, you know, you're appointed to head of fighting fires is not very much of royal title that they'll hand out there. Yeah, um, his actions and the leadership displayed were noted and celebrated. "Quote: The Duke of York hath won the hearts of the people with his continual and Indef in whoa de- uh, indefatigable indefatigable I'm mm. just gonna say indefatigable indefeasible fap- indif- pains <laughs> day and night in helping to quench the fire. A witness wrote in a letter, he, and he, the crowd
1: he, goes whoa. whoa
0: Everyone breaks out. Clapping. Wait a minute, are we
1: talking about a literal fire? Yeah, no, this okay. is a
0: giant fire that's going to destroy a lot of uh, London. And they're talking about who's gonna fix it. Well, as that it James happens? James steps up to the plate and fights the fire. He's, like, the one who's in charge.
1: Like, he gets, like, the firefighters at the time, whatever the hell they he, were, he or the people. He
0: arranging, like... he is okay, organizing okay. it. But there it,
1: was someone, like, that... Was supposed to be. Yeah, they that, gave him that title. It's like, if this ever happens, you better get on it. It fell to the
0: mayor of London. It fell to the uh, highest lay, mayor of London, but he didn't act quick enough, as yeah. I'm gonna get into here real quick. So then James kind of came up and took control here
1: okay yeah
0: so i'll get into it real quick i promise here uh the great fire lasted for over four days which is very much a great oh fire. wow yeah uh in early september 1666 starting in a bakery on putting lane no joke putting lane <laughs> like or i'm sorry pudding lane not putting pu- lane Pudding lane is where a bakery caught fire and it started the great fire here shortly after midnight on (laughs) september 2nd and it would spread rapidly throughout the city here by the time demolitions orders were coming in from bloodsworth on sunday night winds had already fueled the bakery fire into a large-scale firestorm Mm -hmm. because he pretty much waited a day to start acting here yeah like maybe we'll just put itself out don't act too quick. Let's just see how this plays out real quick. <laughs> Monday, the fire pushes north into the heart of London. So Monday, the fire pushes north into the heart of London, which always a great time here. Mm-hmm. Order in the street breaks down as rumors arose of suspicious foreigners setting more fires. Uh... The fears focused on the French and Dutch immigrants who became victims of street violence. Ah. Uh... Uh, no,
1: that's not right.
0: Always that. It's always fun time. By mm-hmm. Wednesday night, fears of foreign terrorists and of an invasion <laughs> they that's how fast people's minds go first yeah. it starts out as fires and then oh Let's my god focus
1: on the fire first they're and coming over blame people that didn't deserve it later they're taking over <laughs> the entire
0: country oh my god uh these fears of an invasion were high as ever among victims of it there was panic on wednesday night in the refugee encampments after a light in the sky started a story, like I said, this <laughs> Aliens. Is, aliens. Well, <laughs> e- what's worse than Aliens? We belong t- on the History Channel. What's <laughs> worse Late than, at night. <laughs> I'll tell you the one thing worse than Aliens, a story that... F- Fifty thousand French and Dutch immigrants had risen up and were marching towards the camps. Wait, what? <laughs> they thought they saw this light in the in the sky, and yeah. they were like, "Obviously, that's fifty thousand Dutch and French immigrants in the area rising up and coming to <laughs> to murder us in the
1: streets." So that's like, did did everyone believe it? At least the English like refugees in, the, okay. in these camps. I were, was wondering how like. How mass this hysteria would
0: go? I mean, it's a shitload <laughs> of English people there. They are in London. Yeah. But I, more than 50,000, I assume. The alarmed, angry mob fell on any foreigners they encountered oh. and were only pushed back when trained mobs of lifeguards uh, and members of the court arrived. So they pretty much had to call in the cavalry unit to settle these fuckers down. Shit. Uh, that light that they uh, thought was 50,000 invading uh, foreigners coming to murder them or- uh-huh. and or aliens, we don't know. You know, it could be that. Yeah. It's probably not aliens or 50,000 uh, invaders. The light turned out to not be that, rather a, fu- a flare-up to the east of a burning temple. So, Okay. <laughs> a-, a temple, you know, a-, a, f- a bar fell and a flare came. In the- <gasps> oh, my God, it's 50,000 people. We need to murder people in the streets here, quick. <laughs> this is what panic does to a motherfucker. Now, Tuesday, the fire spreads all over nearby the whole city destroying a major like major cathedrals now leaping the river where Mm -hmm. it gets really tense because now it's starting to threaten the king's court and all their royalness there probably not even worse of a outcome coming out there took two full days to fully put out the entire fire two days of fighting it uh, with the major way
1: wait when did they start fighting it you said like right away though right
0: they tried to but there was that inaction it was it kind of
1: And that was like four days or whatever? Yeah, it was
0: Wednesday and Thursday that they really fought the fire. And Thursday is when they kind of consider it killed. Okay. This is the first thing we've killed in the episode is a fire. <laughs> Congrats. I guess we could do a cookout. It would be a very over mm-hmm. overcooked cookout as yeah. everything is literally <laughs> on fire. Bring marshmallows, I guess. It's like,
1: did you bring a dish? No, my house is on fire. Everything's okay. gone. Maybe next time. Everything's fine. I promise for the execution so you know yeah, we'll, we can keep the time. tradition going. Oh, good. Guys, the gallows didn't burn down. Yeah. Did the fire get to the gallows? <laughs> okay, we can still
0: kill people. Awesome. I love Woo! it. Uh, so it took two days That's of a fire. <laughs> Took Yeah, two days. The major way they... Uh, stop the fire was uh uh, they had gunpowder stored in the tower of london i assume next to all the fucking imprisoner like imprisoned people there yeah that's our gunpowder floor up there that's our jail that's our more gunpowder floor no there's no coincidence no 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 risk (laughs) there uh in the tower of london and that was used to create large fire breaks halting it from continuing ash uh, eastward so they were just exploding uh buildings okay a fire break or a double track is a gap or of combustible materials that acts as a barrier to stop the progress of a fire so Mm -hmm. they were just detonating houses in your in uh london to stop the fire at that (laughs) point they're like you know what's one more house the whole thing is going to fucking burn down here the social and economic problems created by the fire this disaster were overwhelming flight from London and the settlements elsewhere were strongly encouraged by Charles II. Hey, <laughs> what if you got out of town? You know, and what if you just moved away from the city here who, he feared a London rebellion among dispossessed refugees. And he's like, if they are scared of 50,000 you know french people what are they going to do to me if i piss them off actually yeah that's scary that's (laughs) a scary thing here the monetary value of the loss was estimated at around 1.72 billion pounds or over two billion dollars in 2020 oh damn so that's a major disaster and that is like bare bones Houses
1: and stuff yeah. like that. Like civilization has gone w- w- way backwards because of this. It's a
0: huge hit to this giant city. Historians believe that as many as, quote, 200,000 people of all ranks and stations dispersed and lying along their heaps of what they could save. So around 200,000 people were cast away or had to resettle elsewhere Dang. around. Which is a significant amount. They the, probably
1: had to like start living off the land again or whatever. I don't know. Well, like, I
0: mean, it's not well, like they're in the Stone Age. They just need to move slightly outside yeah, of London. Okay. But still, everyone who's living there is gonna be hard pressed. <laughs> so I guess should I give more credit to the civilization at this time? I guess. I mean there are other major cities yeah. in London. <laughs> the whole island burnt down. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. It's not like it's day after tomorrow okay. or something. But no I know what you mean. Like there are parts where like there there's probably a lot of areas where, like farms and shit, probably were burnt down.
1: Like if I was a person, like a part of Mesopotamia, and like that, that civilization fell, i like, fuck it, back to the woods. Like, we're well, just gonna shit in a hole
0: again. Mesopotamia is they all made out of like dirt and mud and sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's gonna hit
1: the stone building. Oh, fires out. All right. Yeah. Our city didn't burn down entirely. But in this like time, like you know, your city what? goes to shit. Okay, just go to the next city or whatever mm-hmm. they got going. Next one. I
0: mean, it's not as Easy, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It takes a giant fire to move out of this goddamn city. The fire destroyed (laughs) approximately 15% of the city's housing, or over 13,000 individual houses. Okay. Which is a good deal. The official account of the fire in the London Gazette concluded that the fire was an accident. Quote, it stressed the role of God in starting the flames and of the king in helping to stem them. So, kind of pitching it as... This tragedy happened by God's will, and our king is there to save us. Ooh, thank goodness. So for God
1: that. was, like, testing the king?
0: God was really pissed off at that baker on, yeah. putting, <laughs> on putting Lane and wanted to punish him, and everyone was just caught in, in his web of destruction. Okay. Uh, I can
1: see how people would go there. You know, well, yeah.
0: le- leap out, leap of logic, despite but,
1: you know what really happened. Nobody really listened to Smokey there at that time. No one, I mean, in the
0: 1960s, mm-hmm. we weren't, yeah. And you're spot on because despite this, the citizens were confident that the blame was not actually God, but the fire were actually foreigners, particularly the French, the Dutch, and just general Catholics in just- general. <laughs> general cat we've pissed off enough of them Uh they're lumped in there those are my three favorite nationalities french (laughs) dutch and catholic uh trained bands of guards were sent around england to arrest suspicious foreigners pretty much okay sent to round up any foreigners that they thought were involved in the fire
1: okay um we're in england and there's a fire going on why don't we like Okay, I'm sorry we, we've been talking about this fire for a bit weren't we like in the Americas or something like that yeah yeah we're wanted to mention it
0: because one it's entertaining uh, okay <laughs> that's about 60 percent uh two it's James and we were just talking about the Duke James of York here okay cause that's where New York's name comes from and this is in the same time period like two years later as New York mm-hmm. kind of sending that expedition here so it's that's how we got there and why I talked about it on top of just being, you know, entertaining.
1: Ah, okay. It
0: is I all that... entertained f- ent- entertained. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very nice. I, that's legally binding. I love it. Um, <laughs> all of that fear that was coming from, towards the fear, uh, foreigners, the Dutch, the French. Yeah. Why it was specifically the Dutch and the French is because uh, at this time, the English... Of course, as they always would, we're now back in another war. Yeah. Again with the Dutch. <laughs> okay. Get ready for it. The first, first one was called the First Anglo Dutch War. They're hitting us with the very creatively named Second Anglo Dutch War here. <laughs> they they got a formula down there. It's perfect here. Uh despite being a sizable amount of territory being seized in the Dutch American colony, New Netherlands here. Yeah. Uh the war erupted more than a year after it happened okay so that happened in 64 19 or 1664 the fire no the new york becoming a thing the okay co- the seizing of new amsterdam that's okay. what it's called the sea or the seizing of new netherlands Sixteen sixty four. Second second anglo-dutch war breaks out 1665
1: 1665
0: okay great english war or great uh london fire i'm sorry 1666 so okay three year span there So I'm mentioning this because the fire, the fears are tied to the war and the war is tied to the seizing of the colony there.
1: Okay, cool. It
0: all comes together. Like I said, sometimes my detours take us to an interesting place, but we get back on (laughs) the. So when
1: this fire happens, does that make them like completely change their plans?
0: Yeah, at least... Hopefully it will change their plans Hopefully, okay. at, at, at the very minimum. they're like, all right, everything's good. The city's burning down. You know, we still got to go for it there. <laughs> so the war broke out uh, in June 1665 here. Okay. At the start of the war, both the English and the Dutch wanted to earn a decisive battle early on. They wanted to win a pretty strong battle here. Uh, okay. So they're
1: all, they're all going like far out. Yeah,
0: they, they were all out, I mean. Yeah, all out, far in, because, uh, you know, you win a good decisive battle, you might get the upper hand here, but mm-hmm. this is because both sides knew the English government's finances couldn't sustain a long war. Okay. So they know the English government's broke, and that an English blockade of Dutch ports would bring about economic ruin, so both sides realized, you know, we're both fucked if this war goes any longer than it has to which is a weird way of like, Especially like getting into a war like what if we just don't attack each other okay no you know get out fucking yeah. leave the leave the room
1: i feel like the english would try to like take time to not go to war after a fire or whatever you would assume that but yeah they, they don't think <laughs> logically
0: like this um eventually the French would join the Dutch side in the fighting and oh. go against the English. So that's why they kind of get lumped in with the Dutch, uh, the foreigners. The French okay. are included there. Uh, they're, they're allies in this war here. Uh, fighting kind of took places in locations around the world. It's kind of a little bit more worldly of a battle. The first Anglo-Dutch war, like I said, just was kind of naval in Mm -hmm. various locations obviously europe saw the majority of the battles i'm not going to go into specific battles it's boring um fights also happened in south american territories claimed by the dutch and europeans so there's some fighting going on down there
1: they're all over the place
0: all over the world and Mm -hmm. then uh kind of relevant to the social media post you put up earlier today finally (laughs) battles were also fought in the islands of the caribbean that were controlled by the European powers. They're mm-hmm. kind of spotting, you know, someone might own this land, someone might own this island here. So the, they might jump in battles and help whoever has money or whatever? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting trend. The battles and constant fighting around the European powers in the Caribbean turned whole island-based robbers, and they kind of figured out a new niche, a new business, kind of, wow. where they became naval-bound, treasure-scouring buccaneers. And this industry, you know, they kind of figured out, like I said, this industry, this niche of they're getting paid to fuck up with other Europeans paid by another European. Yeah. This industry would continue to grow, eventually ushering in the earliest phase of what is now known as the golden age of piracy
1: ah so fine. now we
0: have some pirates in the caribbean because if i say the other word so i feel like we, we might get sued
1: so the post for instagram actually worked out that actually i told you <laughs> i picked this on just you because picked, i thought it would be hilarious you picked it correct <laughs> yeah <but I>
0: didn't <laughs> knock over a water bottle there uh with the endless wars in europe consuming so much attention the home countries back in here at the metropoles here uh-huh. only could provide a few military reinforcements to the colonies everything was focused there yeah this led to the governors of the caribbeans increasingly making use of buccaneers as mercenaries and privateers to protect their territory or to go on the offensive against the enemy here okay and when i say buccaneers i do not mean the tampa bay buccaneers the uh, nfl football team there uh quote unsurprisingly these undisciplined and greedy dogs of war often proved difficult for their sponsors to control you know that's how we mm-hmm. got the pirates of the caribbean movie you fuck up and eventually some spooky fucking ghost shark people are coming up from the bottom of the ocean and stealing your woman I, <laughs> it's, it's wrong it, it is wrong it's <laughs> wrong I'll take that. I'll take that uh, L right there. Now, <laughs> July thirty first, sixteen sixty seven. So a year after the fire, or so, or okay. just about a year, like twelve or ten months or so, in the Dutch city of Breda or Breda, mm-hmm. B R E D A.
1: They have filter water.
0: Uh, very uh, no, not a T D. <laughs> oh, okay. but it's very close to Brenda. That's how I always. So the get
1: generic it. brand. Yeah, the, the generic, <laughs> brand, the
0: wholesale brand that you get at a. Uh, the dollar store. The <laughs> Bretta water. Uh, the Treaty of Breda is signed and concludes peace between England and the Netherlands in the Second Anglo-Dutch War. Like... They signed another fucking treaty here. This one actually, unlike the last one, is going to solve some problems. <laughs> uh, it's not going to set up issues here. Negotiations had been in, had been ongoing since at least the previous year, you mm-hmm. know, after the fucking English capital burnt down to the fucking ground here. Um, <laughs> but they were slow as both sides tried to improve their position, you know negotiations, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what that's called here. Things changed after the French invaded the Spanish Netherlands in late May 1667 so France double agent here, fucking over uh, the Dutch (laughs) Um, which the Dutch viewed as a more serious threat because they're on mainland Europe. Uh, In England, war wariness was increasing by raids on the island by Dutch and French forces, so they were kind of growing tired of being at war it's a a crazy truth Crazy factor, I know. Uh, <laughs> both of these factors led to a rapid agreement. They eventually reached a point where they are like, we're both getting fucked over. Let's just yeah. agree to something here. Article 3 of the treaty established the principle of possidetis. I'm probably butchering that. Probably, yeah. Probably. But what is uh, much more, uh, at least what it translates to, is what you have, you hold. Or at least for us laymen here, it's called finder's keepers law uh (laughs) for all of the major pieces taken so this is dealing with land pretty much here yeah so the dutch got uh got more pieces of land in south america that they had conquered okay Suriname at this point i don't i don't 100 remember off the top of my head while the english were allowed to keep the new netherlands this that is, makes sense. Yeah, they were able to get that. Uh, Even though
1: those lands belonged to other people in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Five other people were here before you,
0: but all right, go for it, man. That's yours. So, yeah, they this is now officially where New York is now officially part of England. Mm-hmm. Um unlike the treaty that ended the first Anglo-Dutch War, the Treaty of Breda removed major areas of dispute between the empires, kind of reducing Anglo-Dutch tensions overall. So, mm-hmm. like I said, this actually solved some problems exchanging new netherlands and other desired lands were agreeable to both parties they realized hey i want that you want this let's just you know switch mm-hmm. oh everything's better it's really nice this treaty was the point where when the english and the dutch came to view france as a greater threat than each other they saw the baguettes and the berets and realized the true enemy is between the two of them you know, <laughs> right down there god damn it the dutch considered Breda and the creation of the alliance with England, a diplomatic triumph. The English were pleased to have a larger colony already partially developed in the new world. <laughs> you guys did the heavy lifting. Let's just come in and glide off those uh, what you built there. Perfect. Great managers, <laughs> great producers right there. Now, with this treaty, Treaty of Breda, England now have a large control of the Eastern American seaboard, you know hmm the kind of armpit of america uh so let's kind of catch up with the other colonies that have been established in this area and what will eventually come together to be known as new england what we kind of know as new england because we've done oh here's a colony here's a colony mm-hmm. here's a colony let's kind of fill in the gaps a little bit quick uh just like every other you know public school lesson on american history yeah we're gonna have to do it we're going to have to start with the pilgrims in the Plymouth Colony. <laughs> as much as I don't want to, I'll go over them briefly, but this stuff was funny. So I'll just yeah. make it interesting. And these were things they never taught us in school. Mm-hmm. Take that, third grade. Do you grade. know on
1: the top of your head, like, what, what were the lies we were told in the about the pilgrims or whatever? I mean, it's not lies. It's probably just, like, gloss over, like, yeah. like not
0: details. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever they say lies, it's just people trying to drum up support from there. It's like, it's a total lie. And then you read, it's like... No, it's just a little more detailed than it was. Like, yeah, there's very few outright lies that haven't been like debunked or told. Like the one I think about is like, oh, blood is blue, okay. and then you get oxygen, it turns red. It's like, no, it's just all red.
1: So they left stuff out, like in schools, because I feel like our I parents mean, yeah. got like a like a way different story that we did. We didn't Probably. Really get it. We didn't really get a story. It was just not really mean, mentioned. But-
0: yeah, they just leave things out. They're not really going to be talking about rich, complex things to third grade. Okay. I mean, it, at least when we were growing up, they expect things so crazy of kids nowadays. I'm like, let them fucking be idiots at some <laughs> point, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's a Plymouth colony, and I will say, or I'll save that for just a second here, but the pilgrims, as everyone all fucking knows, they were a group of English Puritans who were part of a congregation led by a William Bradford They were in the English village of Scrooby. Scrooby, yes, just like scrooby Dooby doo Yeah, another knockoff. (laughs) Uh, uh, Where are you? Uh, But that is, where are you, Scrooby? Uh, That's your niece Redford, Nottinghamshire, which just is so fucking British sounding, it hurts. Mm. Uh, So they're up in Scrooby. They began to fear religious persecution in 1607, pretty early in the... Kind of century here and yeah the archbishop order raids on the home of several members of the congregation and even imprisoned some of them i think at that point you don't need to fear religious prosecution you need to avoid religious prosecution yeah. they're coming for you it's not like oh they're they sneer at us they're literally invading your home and kidnapping you at this point uh the congregation then left england the next year in 1608 and emigrated to the Net- netherlands settling in Leiden. Uh, but the netherlands were weird to them didn't really always fit in their village scrooby scrooby was agricultural <laughs> or so it was agrarian while they they settled in a city they yeah. they were in an industrial city going from the like a farm pretty much <laughs> which made me think of just a fucking hilarious ass like potential comedy movie of like a bunch of religious pilgrims in the big city just moving <laughs> yeah. in uh, uh, quote: They found the pace of life difficult. Does that not just sound like the tag, <laughs> like a tagline for a movie? Like <laughs> you could even like you could definitely make a pun of that. Like they could be like sheep, and mm-hmm. then they can make a whole thing like this. <laughs> the flock found pace of life crazy. <laughs> but even in another country, they were in the Netherlands, not fucking England. They were still not free from the English crown. Uh, English authorities came to Leiden to arrest a William Brewster in 1618 for critical comments he made about the english church and the king here uh <laughs> uh in, yeah so he made those critical comments brewster mm-hmm. though escaped from custody yeah from the english custody and this event actually pushed the congregation to seek moving further away from england i.e the new world okay so when he was arrested and kidnapped in england or in the netherlands this is what started to push the call co- or the pilgrims to look at buying land in the new world to settle. Didn't, okay. They didn't tell you that. That would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, that's actually fascinating.
0: Now, I want to talk about Brewster because he's a funny fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, Brewster the yeah, Rooster? Brewster the William Brewster the Rooster. So Bill Brewster the Rooster.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a
0: wrestling name. But Brewster, he was a postmaster. Was
1: he a morning person?
0: He, I guess. Yeah, he was an early riser. He, yeah. he, he, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> he was a teacher as well in the future Plymouth Colony. But more importantly than his roles is that he named his children really fucking weird names all right so the first child normal jonathan brewster
1: okay john brewster normal not like big john or anything i mean maybe
0: not maybe he grew up and got that nickname but legally (laughs) at least his name is john second child patience brewster
1: patience we're getting a little weird but that i feel like that actually is making like a comeback in a way
0: i I was gonna say that's an old lady name but that's a, a name i've seen i've met people named like Patients that go by Patty, so... Okay. It's not too weird, but it is unique at this Mm -hmm. point. Uh, So that's the second one. Third child... Fear Brewster,
1: Fear Brewster, F
0: E A R like fear, uh, <laughs> and this was apparently named after a great aunt also named Fear Brewster. Oh
1: my gosh, is Fear Brewster in charge of the Booster Club? And <laughs> we're <work? Fear. laughs> the Brewster Rooster <laughs> Booster
0: Club. <laughs> so we—that's the fourth one. Or I'm sorry, that's the third child. Is Fear Brewster? There's okay. There's another. The, the fourth child, we've mm-hmm. got fear. Now we've got Love Brewster. Love Brewster, nice. Okay, we're getting a the theme. We got patience. Mm-hmm. We've got. Fear fear we've got love so now for the fifth child what do you think it's going to be death death close fifth (laughs) child wrestling brewster
1: wait really yeah wrestling like (laughs) like the
0: the sport verbatim only
1: wwe started a few hundred (laughs) years earlier going all the way
0: back so wrestling, Brewster, <laughs> it's in their name for it, and they a like
1: wrestling Brewster. <laughs> yeah, the, the
0: wrestling Brewster booster or something yeah. like that.
1: It's <laughs> Perfect.
0: So this is the second episode in a row with uh, wrestling mentioned. <laughs> I was, I did, I was like, oh, this guy, he must have had an interesting life. Whoa, what does he name his fucking children there? And mm-hmm. wrestling Brewster, li- like it wasn't like, oh, that child lived for five years and died. I think he was like forty when he died here.
1: What if like, his wife is like, well, let's name him Christopher. Fuck that. We're going to name him the wrestler do, Booster. Do, do, do you see these
0: other kids' names? We're going unique here, bitch. Ah, uh, you you so, do this every
1: child. You, every time. You have to be weird
0: and unique. Ah. God damn it. So yeah, like I had mentioned earlier, his imprisonment and escape pushed them, the pilgrims, to start looking at new world as a possibility for Mm -hmm. a relocation then the mayflower came in they sailed to america thanksgiving blah 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 boring next let's get to the next colony (laughs) because this is my beef i remember on a family trip we go to the plymouth colony we go see plymouth rock Uh and it's a it's a rock, and that's it. It's a small rock. It's not impressive. It's like, not very, a massive one? It's, no, it's just a rock in, like, a encasement, like a like a stone encasement, and that's fucking it. It's really? boring as shit. Yeah, it's terrible. It's boring as fuck, so I hate it. <laughs> uh, so f- from this first colony, Plymouth Colony things start to kind of pop up around kind of like acne okay. this is a very acne-esque oh, um it's getting some skin issues yeah they they don't wash they don't <laughs> they eat a lot of sweets it's, it's very sad it's very very sad uh the 1620 saw settlement driven towards what would eventually be called new hampshire ah. um this is going to blow your mind named after hampshire england whoa <laughs> uh and what do you think attracted the settlers to when you think of new hampshire nowadays I know you you think of New Hampshire quite often mm-hmm. nowadays. I know it's always on your mind. But what do you think attracts people to New Hampshire?
1: A shire full of ham. <laughs> A lot of pigs in this area. <laughs> yeah. A shire full.
0: <laughs> at least at this time, they maybe brought the pigs. But the big thing that drew them there was... Its reputation is just being lustrious for fishing. I don't. I don't get really? it. Yeah. I, I. I don't think of fishing at New Hampshire. There's like a little sliver that touches the ocean, but that's about. Wait, is it. like
1: the Hampshire in England where it's named after? Is it like a port city or whatever? I don't.
0: So, i mean if it I don't was know. that would
1: make sense
0: maybe that's where they came from or mm-hmm. maybe the guys from there who knows they just put a new in front of it uh <laughs> so fishing and then timber the majority of the largest settlements of the colony were close to the ocean shores I mean, it, they, who knows here? Eventually, in 1629, the province or province of New Hampshire would be established and then have kind of a rocky history. Sometimes they'd be successful, sometimes kind of harsh. They're still okay. going strong in 2022, so I guess it worked out here. 1629 also saw the establishment of the Massachusetts Bay Colony mm. uh, that kind of spread out from the Plymouth Colony and settled along the coast in 1623, kind of grown from there. It's not too bad. 1630s, though, saw a giant wave of new colonists come. This is where it starts to pick up into high gear. Okay. uh, Along the land south of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, closing in on the claims specifically of the Dutch. They're kind of closing down closer to the boundaries of the New Netherlands colony, settling it for the British here. Uh, The various colonial projects would be established along the coast north of Long Island, along what would become Connecticut here. Okay. Um, dotting the coast pretty much just boom, boom. Very much Acne-esque, like I said. Uh, the first one was the Saybrook Colony, Saybrook, uh, established by John With- Winthrop, the younger, because he's the junior, the son of the governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, John Winthrop, the older, just if you need a clarification on that. <laughs> he's the younger, you're the youngest? Okay, no, older, I see, I see, okay, good. Um, the original settle- settlers... The settlers of Saybrook included an esteemed and respected English military captain uh, named Lion Gardner. Which I only mention him because that's a fucking sweet name. Yeah. His first name is Lion. You don't really see that all. He's that. a
1: Lion Gardner. Yeah.
0: Take that as you will. Yeah. yeah. Like he's either really badass or he'll fuck up your plants. <laughs>
1: it's one <laughs> of the other, guys.
0: Uh, the colony was named in honor of Lord. Uh, so the colony's Saybrook. Yeah. So it's named in honor of. You're right. Lord <laughs> Say and Lord Brooks, who were the holders of the colony's land. So literally, Brooke and Say. What should we name it? Say, Brooke. There we go.
1: We got it. Yep. We, mm-hmm. we got it, guys. Everybody goes, Brooke. What? Why? What are you saying that? Say, what? <laughs> English or... Er- <laughs>
0: Early settlers of the colony <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Say Brook. Uh, early settlers <laughs> Boom, there we go. Uh were ardent supporters.
1: Brook, brook, brook 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 <laughs> brook Say
0: brook brook
1: brook brook. <laughs>
2: They, I'm sorry. The
0: settlers of the colony, <laughs> yeah. like the first ones, they were ardent supporters of Oliver Cromwell. Mr. Head ends up on a stick in a box, pretty much. Uh, in the 1630s, it was actually rumored that Cromwell was thinking about moving from England to Saybrook, so okay. across the ocean. They were like, he's definitely coming soon, guys. It's definitely, it's coming, I swear. he's <laughs> He'll be here any day now, I promise now. Uh, by 1638, though... The plans for the Saybrook colony were abandoned, mainly because Cromwell had moved from one city in England to another city in Europe, yeah. and all the hype died down on him moving. <laughs> there. So this this pretty much doomed the colony.
1: So people just left, and it's like a dead town or whatever. No, a,
0: one guy didn't move here, and people lost all confidence in the oh, colony. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I see. Okay. He moved closer <laughs> by. He was like, I don't really want to move oh, across the ocean. Everyone's okay. like. I don't think this colony is (laughs) going to last. The sponsors remained in England and were politically and militarily active in the English Civil War. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had other things going on to support this high-in-the-sky pie idea of uh, a colony. I mean—
1: if they didn't have other wars to begin with, they might have not had the Civil War. That's not like. on the table. Yes. i told you this, Nolan. You always have to be at war.
0: God damn it. As a consequence of the English Civil War, uh, the colony here struggled, and by 1644, Fen- Fenwick, uh, who was kind of a leader of the colony here, uh-huh. agreed to merge the colony with the more vibrant Connecticut colony a few miles away upriver.
1: I mean, might as well.
0: I mean, we're doomed, and they're yeah. not, so... It happens that way. Uh, near bri- nearby, 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 nearby mm. Brook, uh, nearby the Saybrook and the neighboring. Uh, so nearby these two colonies, Saybrook and Connecticut colony. Okay. Another kind of tongue twister. I got caught up in crime in the Connecticut colony catching, you know, koi fish or something. Like <laughs> that, I, I don't know. Maybe off the top of my head. But between nearby these two colonies was another similar attempt at a colony. That But this one is uh, kind of described as having a way different fate than the other ones here. This is called the New Haven Colony. Okay. A colony described as a, quote, series of disappointments and failures. Mm. So this was my bread and butter. I was like, <laughs> I saw those words. I was like, ooh, yeah, baby, here. Um, now, similar to the Plymouth and the Connecticut Colony, New Haven was founded by a popular Puritan minister. Okay. Based in kind of a religious... Uh, structure of society so
1: the society didn't last too long no it's not gonna last They came right away they
0: came (laughs) yeah one good win came it was all over (laughs)
1: Uh, so
0: it was founded by the puritan minister who again fled religious prosecution in english Uh or in england but his name was john davenport Ooh. I don't get. I don't have confidence in a religious man named John Davenport. It just sounds too transient. Also, maybe it's because Davenport, Iowa, is it's below us. but he
1: belongs as a fisherman.
0: Whatever, yeah, I'm seeing know. labor. I'm seeing like mm-hmm. blue collar laborer. Maybe like working on an assembly line. Like he could definitely manage 50 people on an assembly line 50 people in a congregation I don't believe shit I'm sorry Mr. Uh, fucking Davenport Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry you're union you're union man (laughs) Uh, so Davenport where him and his congregation (laughs) sailed into New New Haven Harbor and established their colony in 1638 here
1: okay so we're just going through a bunch of like colonies right
0: yeah we're just kind of like I said kind of filling in the gaps here to give you guys a full idea of New England Mm. by the end of next episode my plan is that what it, we think of as the colonies that are going to be the colonies that are going to be part of the 13 colonies okay. new england pretty much all the chess pieces are on the board at
1: that point okay so basically they're all like dispersing or how, yeah how dispersing they and coming how they, together yeah, in different how, ways yeah
0: how these quick little settlements came, okay came, came, then blossom so together. some of these
1: colonies could have been like the one of the 13 colonies or yeah they could like have been new like, hampshire yeah that's mm-hmm. one
0: uh the connecticut colony is going to be one new nice. england this one uh not to spoil it too much but the one that was described as a series of disappointments and failure failures not going to last into the statehood i'm sorry mm-hmm. here so in this congregation of john davenport yeah i guess he must have been a good preacher because his congregation was a good number of rich london based merchants really not a lot of uh poor people a lot of uh, kind of connected richer individuals here uh they so they come into the new haven harbor the new haven colony expanded a lot through the new or the long island area it's pretty much just right across the bay from them along with spreading down into delaware even though the colonies of new netherlands and new sweden mm-hmm. thought that they had claim to this area so now three people are claiming this area at the same time <laughs> uh the treaty so the spreading down into delaware part is actually kind of has a weird after effect the treaty with the Lenape in the area that granted the colony to the land had no westward limit on the land because okay. of this. Uh, they, they kind of said like where the sun sets pretty much. Mm. Uh, this became the legal basis of Connecticut's, quote, sea-to-sea claim of owning all of the land on both sides of the Delaware from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean,
1: Jesus, (laughs) which
0: this claim would then set the stage for a war 150 years later after this. Okay. So this small little mix-up between a tribe and a colony ends up causing a war 150 years after this. Really? Uh, Yeah. Again, weird little connections there. (laughs) Uh, The big thing, though, is the New Haven Colony. Okay, this is the colony we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Has no official charter of being a colony, only in in word, not even in word. Oh, in, in thought, are they a colony? They're, they're, they don't have the paperwork.
1: Are the people from like England aware of this, or like did they just like decide to be like, hey, let's a little do bit this. of both. They probably, okay,
0: some knew this. Some of them were probably fooled and thought that that wasn't an issue. Yeah, uh, so they. ...arrived without any royal paperwork, nor had they purchased any land deeds upon their arrival in the area... Really great. They're literally just claiming that land at the moment. Okay, they're not they're, they're not even going through like the ceremonial bullshit steps <laughs> of like, we're buying the <laughs> land with the guns at the natives' heads. They're just claiming it here.
1: Um, <laughs> we're here now. Nice this to is ours. Sure.
0: They were effectively squatters on their land with no legal standings. Okay. A great start to a colony. <laughs> uh, and this is how well equipped they were when they first got there. A number of their early dwellings weren't buildings or shacks. They were caves or partially underground rooms. Carved into hillsides, so how you were saying they pretty
1: Minecraft. Yeah, they,
0: they were playing Minecraft, or how after the fire. You thought they like resorted to ground zero for,
2: <laughs>
1: for society.
0: That's actually what's happening. They're living in caves and holes that they've dug at this I point. I mean,
1: in a way, that would be cool. Like when I watch like bushwhacking videos online, but like it th- like people when it, yeah, choose w- to do that. When
0: it's Bear Grylls showing us survival skills, it's great, but not when you've crossed half an ocean for
1: three months. <laughs> and didn't you say these are like kind of wealthy people too?
0: Yeah, they were wealthy London merchants. So, so they're probably
1: pissed off. They don't
0: want to live in caves because <laughs> they haven't. Uh, the political system. <laughs> that the colonists made in the new haven colony so they all hate davenport at this point they're not thrilled about the situation <laughs> i would assume uh the colonists though because they can kind of dictate things they come together and put together put a strict puritan belief system for their politics okay and the growing movement of cromwell back in england so they care about puritanism and supporting oliver cromwell back in england okay uh, wait
1: did we like oliver and cromwell
0: He's only a flash in the pan. I wouldn't say we like him, because okay. he's kind of a dictator, but mm-hmm. we, we at least got enough out of him for an episode. So shout-outs to Oliver Cromwell, I, okay. guess, <laughs> I guess in that capacity. Um, so they're all about Oliver Cromwell and all about Puritanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things are about to so get... So they all
1: lost their faith because Davenport like, lied to them it, or whatever? Gets pissed off. <laughs> he's uh, like, how did they all lose their faith? No one believes in me.
0: Um, I would like to use this time to you know, quote the very famous song of Let's Get Biblical, because this is about <laughs>
2: this is what's about to happen ah!
0: here. Uh, and this is going to be coming to things like government and laws to be eligible, eligible to vote in the New Haven colony. Uh-huh. uh You had to be highly connected and pretty much high up in the church first. yeah. had okay. to be, uh, connected in the church, and you had to be not an indentured servant, a temporary resident, or just a general transient person. So you have to be established, you have to be settled in, okay. connected with the church. Uh, these voters would appoint a magistrate in charge of the colony and officials to conduct the business of the day-to-day life of the colony, so appointing their governor, their leader, whatever. The, they further elected, quote— That the word of God shall be the only rule to be attended unto in ordering the affairs of the government. As the Bible had no reference to trial by jury, the colonists eliminated it and the magistrates sat as the judge as well until they died. So you are appointed as a magistrate and judge of the colony until you dropped dead. (laughs) That is biblical as fuck right there. That is, there's no need for Mm reelections or any any questioning of the magistrate <laughs> slash judge right there leaning into their skills back from england as you said they're rich english merchants mm-hmm. and shit like that um the colonists attempted to be a noteworthy port city in between the major settlements of the american seaboard mm-hmm. they wanted to be kind of the go-to place for trading uh this though uh and pretty much all their attempts would backfire on them causing them a lot of problems and issues here they were limited in their trading capabilities, so the colonists funneled their money together and constructed an 80-ton ship capable of crossing the ocean back to England, kind of for trading That's operation. It's a giant ship. It's a big-ass ship, 80 tons here. John Davenport, our good friend John Davenport uh-huh. here, is reported to have spoken in direct sight of the onboard crew. So the crew's onboard the ship yeah, uh, and passengers, so everyone's in front of him, and he says this. He... Gives us a prayer with the line, quote, Lord, if it be thy pleasure to bury these, our friends in the bottom of the sea, oh, God. they are thine, <laughs> save them.
1: And everyone's like, why are, why are you saying that out loud, man? <laughs> this is why we don't believe
0: you, man. God so damn
1: basically, it. Basically, if he like, if they die, like, accept us in the heaven or whatever? Yeah, ex- if, if this ship sinks, please do something
0: about it, pretty yeah. much.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> What weird foreshadowing that is about to be. Oh no. So this sets sail for London uh, in January. No. Oh no. In January 1647 it's set uh-huh. sail. A year and a half goes by. No word or spotting of this great ship Mm-mm. is reported in the New Haven colony. Summer 1648 comes around uh-huh. about 18 months later during a strong thunderstorm that hits the colony. A pretty big uh, you know storm there yeah in the sky above some colonists claim to have seen a vivid phantom version of the ship sailing mass battered and its sails torn from the violent ship We have a ghost ship on our hands here. Cool. New Haven residents massed along the shores and knew at once what had happened to their ship. They read this as God's wrathful judgment into the loss of the vessel and its spectral return, as the ship never did physically make it back. Wait, what? They have a storm off the coast of the colony, Uh and people say that they spotted a ghostly version of the ship among like above the storm yeah and people rush to the shores and start like falling to their knees and recognition of god taking this ship down <laughs> as it never returned back here
1: so they don't know for sure if that was the same ship
0: they, they don't know what the hell happened but all yeah. they know is the ship hasn't come back here what really happened to the ship we know in retrospect
1: oh okay Uh,
0: the ship sank off the coast of delaware (laughs) after the captain of the ship tried to reclaim some land that he had in delaware that had been taken so he went to try and reclaim that land back
1: and like did did he tell like no he made a
0: detour for this he made a legit nobody planned on this no one planned so he
1: screwed everyone over
0: yeah the So him doing that caused the boat to sink, never make it to (laughs) England. And the boat scheme consumed so much time and money in the New Haven colony that it's sinking it pretty much put the colony into economic ruin. So him trying to reclaim some land fucked everyone up in this colony here. Hearing of the failing colony in America, Mm -hmm. Oliver Cromwell... And remember, the colonists are pretty strong supporters of him, and he was once rumored to um, come—oh, no, that was the Sabra colony. But these guys are also pretty strong supporters of Oliver Cromwell. Uh, He, upon hearing the failure, recommends that the colonists all migrate to Ireland or to some other territory that he plans on conquering here. (laughs) Fucking get out of town. Just leave it god damn it uh <laughs> but the colonists were committed to new haven there they they refused to leave okay
1: here. i guess that's a good sign
0: i guess by the 1660s so kind of catching us up to where we were before we but i
1: mean like if you want to travel back home that could be like you could die so. yeah that,
0: there's a lot to lose mm-hmm, at that point yeah there. by the 1660s the new haven colony had been being absorbed by the larger and way more successful connecticut colony to the north pretty okay. much town by town they were going like you want to be part of us all right moves to the next town hey you want to be part of us all right comes to the next town here <laughs> until the remaining towns in the new haven colony gave into the connecticut colony and new haven was no more just like the notes i have for this episode ah! great ending i know that's good that was, was a, good a good fire one. episode good fire uh invasion new york is a thing mm-hmm. so we've got one major city next episode what we're going to be talking about is just finishing up final few colonies mm-hmm. i wanted to include to give you a preview i wanted to include the founding of the city of boston oh It's a weird thing. It's important in the American Revolution. A few things have the Boston moniker attached to it there. So it's an important city. And I was like, oh, I can definitely get that in a quick amount of time so I don't kind of drag Nolan on here. (laughs) But it's a fucking weird-ass story. So Is that next week? Next week. We'll be getting into that. Uh, But that's going to be next week on Back Row Lessons. Just before we head out, we just want to say thank you to anyone who and everyone who has left us a review or rating. If you haven't done that yet. Mm Mm-hmm get on it please we'll make so <laughs> please many, please we we just want to i'll
1: give you a massage just we'll, we'll reach out to give, paul and he'll do it, it for me <laughs> oh god why are you getting me involved in this
0: <laughs> but yeah it just helps us spread the show we want to start to kind of we would love to see some growth uh-huh. and, and, and just have interaction reviews we yeah, want to see that's if, the best way to let we can us do know for you yeah exactly you we mm-hmm. do this i spend a lot of time researching bear wrestling and this weird shit yeah could you please spend 0.2 seconds just to click five stars
1: and make suggestions which what you would like to hear yeah. for season three? Yeah, definitely. We're mm-hmm. are, we're
0: coming to. it. We're starting to think about. It. I know we haven't even reached the American Revolution, yeah. but we're getting <laughs> there. I promise. Uh, but we're gonna get there, and it's gonna be a fun time. And yeah, season three, we'll always love to have ideas, and mm-hmm. suggestions for new things. But again, next week, founding of Boston, fires, whole lot of fun stuff. It's gonna be an illustrious time. My name is Paul Davis. Cheers. This is my co-host, Nolan.
1: Uh, There we go. That's the best tap we can get. And I'm Nolan
0: Gay. And this has been Back Row Lessons.
1: Woo!